Hello, and welcome back to the Bi-Week Podcast. This is going to be our episode five. Ooh. We are recording this at the classic Monday, October 3rd. So we have not seen Monday Night Football yet, but we're going to talk about what just happened in week four. Some of our segments today are going to be the classic buy low, sell high. Then we're going to do some starts and sits for week five in fantasy. And then we're going to talk about some injury impact. A lot of guys have got injured recently and or are coming back from serious injuries. I guess we can include suspensions in that with DeAndre Hopkins. And then we're going to go on to some this or that. I'm going to bring up some some controversial players and some also other names of players. And you're going to tell me which one would you rather. And then we're going to finish it off with just some game picks. Which picks for the winners of the games do you think is going to happen? We'll start with buy low, sell high. Quinn, you want to start? Sure. Um, I have Garrett Wilson as one of my buy lows. He only had two receptions this past week. But he still got six targets, which isn't the same volume he was getting with Joe Flacco. But Wilson didn't look terrible. And I think uh, this Wilson-to-Wilson connection is only going to grow from here. Yeah, especially because Zach Wilson wasn't really playing that well through the first three quarters. And, you know, it was nice to see him come alive. He hit Corey Davis for that nice touchdown in the fourth. But, you know, Zach Wilson's a young quarterback who I really still firmly believe in. Um, And I think Garrett Wilson can also just be an absolute stud. I see him kind of as like a Jamar Chase type of player where, you know, once he really hits his potential, he can be a game breaker. And so I, I'd really like that take of if you can get Garrett Wilson on your team now and as that chemistry builds throughout the season towards playoff time, he could be a game wrecker. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. I think the quarterback change is not going to affect how Salah calls plays and how often he passes the ball. So those receivers and especially Garrett Wilson who's shown himself as real, like kind of the wide receiver one on that team is not going to change. And he could have an amazing season, even with Zach Wilson. Another person I have is buying low is also a rookie, Drake London. You know, just like Garrett Wilson, he had an off week this week. But yet he still had seven targets, which is literally his floor. Each week he has had no less than six targets. And this week he had seven targets. He also has above a 30% target share this season, which is amazing, especially for a rookie. He's also Mariota's favorite red zone target. So, you know, even if he's having a rough game, he can catch that touchdown and bring you right back into it. So I think selling... uh, Buying low on Drake London would be a great choice. Yeah, and another component of buying Drake London low is that Kyle Pitts is on that team. And, you know, I said it last week with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. I think that rather than, you know, one makes the other worse, they just spread out the defense more and it makes them both better players. And, you know, right now that offense is not hitting their stride. And, you know, they had a good win this week, but overall that is not a good Atlanta Falcons offense. But I think maybe down the season if they put in Ritter, because I don't think Mariota is that guy. But Ritter's, Ritter's a smart player. He's a smart passer. He'll hit those big targets of uh, Cal Pitts and Drake London. So I really like that take of, you know, if Drake London is on the chopping block for someone's team, maybe try to, you know, sell one of your bench guys. Get him. Oh, yeah. I mean, the only problem, I think, is just this Falcons offense just really doesn't pass the ball enough. And it's hard to sustain two really good receiving threats. But I know when they're having a good game, both Drake London and Cal Pitts can be superstars. It just it just all depends on the offense and how often they want to pass the ball. Yeah. yeah. Quinn, I'll, you want to go on? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, another buy low I have is Melvin Gordon. Javante Williams out for the season. Uh, I mean, Melvin Gordon, even with Javante Williams, has gotten um, he's gotten over ten uh, carries each game, uh, besides last game. But now he's going to be taking over RB1 duties. And we know just a couple years ago, he's able to handle an RB1 uh, workload. So I really think uh, he's going to get, like, he's a valuable option at RB2 or flex. 
So it's funny you say that because I actually had Melvin Gordon at one of my sell highs because just because of that Javante Williams injury, I think a lot of people are going to be flocking, trying to get Melvin Gordon on mm-hmm. their team. Mm-hmm. And people are going to be willing to pay a premium price to get him. Mm-hmm. And I'm he's been not that... I haven't been too impressed. He's had five fumbles in four games to start the season. He's had a bad season for Melvin and Gordon. Javante has fully taken over as that RB1 role. And so I think right now a lot of people are going to be trying to get him and will overpay you for him in terms of a trade. So I really... I, I like your analysis that Melvin's going to be good, but I think you sell him high now because I, I don't think he's going to be able to be like a true RB1. I actually kind of agree with Cole. Uh, you know, Melvin has not had a good season, especially for Melvin Gordon's status. And I could see him as a solid flex option with Javonta out, but I feel like right now people see Melvin Gordon as someone you need to be starting in your RB1 or RB2 categories. And I just don't know if that's going to be true. So trading him now while he's the highest, I mean, he could bust this next week and yeah. all of a sudden he has no value. If you go and trade him now, you might be able to get some real work with him. Just because I think people like Boone, who we even saw play with Javonta, could have a bigger role now that Javonta's out. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's fair enough. I mean, he could he could be a little overhyped, and it may take him a little bit to step into that RB1 role. But I do think towards the end of the year, he will eventually be a 12, 15-point guy. Cole, what else do you have as a buy low? So I actually have a sell high, another running back. I have Damian Pierce. He put up almost 30 points this week, put up almost 20 the week before. I think now is his value is at an all-time high, but he's really not too talented of a back. I mean, you look at the first couple mm. of weeks, he had 11 carries and 15 carries, but still only put up 4.9 and 8.7 points. And while I, I think he's a good running back and he's a solid flex option, people are starting to view him as an RB2 on teams, and that's, I think, way too high for someone like Damian Pierce, especially with Rex Burkhead, who's still playing solidly down there. And so I, I've got Damian Pierce as one of my sell highs. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with that take. I have Damian Pierce on my team, so I'm going to get a little defensive. But, I mean, the volume's there. Uh, his floor has been 11 carries in his first NFL game ever. And the past two games, the Texans are starting to realize the true talent and um, and what's the word I'm like? Potential. Uh, potential, Cole, thank Cole, you. How many, how many carries did Rex Burke have had this last week? Seven. Zero. Zero. Oh, wait, he had receptions. Zero carries. Zero carries. He was the only one on that whole team to run the ball. There's nothing holding him back. He's that guy. I think he's going to be a solid player all year. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be in that RB1 category, but I have no problem keeping in my lineup. I think he's a lineup lock from now on. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, what I watched about a quarter of that game this past week, and even every dump-off was to Damian Pierce. He seems to be the only life of this offense right now. So I really do think he's a he's a start for the rest of the year. And, you know, I, I like that take. And, you know, you do make some good points about how Damian Pierce really is the workhorse back in that backfield. But I'm just, I'm, I'm having trouble buying high on him. He's a fourth-round pick. Or, yeah, I'm, tra- I'm having trouble to buy him. I think now, like, after two really good weeks, some people are willing to pay, like, a, a price that's far too much for a guy like Damian Pierce. And, you know, he's gone against two very poor defenses in the last two weeks, that being Chicago and a beaten-up Chargers defense in which they were shutting down the pass, and so they were forced to run the ball a lot in that game. Yep, Blake, you have something? Oh, no, no, it was a different player. If you want to keep going, oh, no worries. Yeah, so that's all I'm saying is, you know, and then he's got a really tough schedule ahead. He's got Jacksonville, and then he's got a bye, then Vegas. You know, those are not easy defenses he's going up against. So this is probably another player we're going to talk about when we talk about injuries, but I just want to bring up Brian Robinson as someone to buy low for. 
hasn't played a single game this season, and he's also only rostered in 30% of leagues, so obviously he's not that valuable right now. But Coach Rivera said it is very promising for him to make a debut against the Titans this Sunday. Obviously, I don't expect him to be an RB1 right away, but by week seven or eight, I think he's going to slowly and gradually kind of get into that role, kind of like what happened with Brees Hall and Michael Carter, and he could really be that guy because you know he's more talented than Antonio Gibson, and we saw it during the preseason, and it's not going to happen this week, but I see it a few weeks forward, he's going to be a lineup lock. Yeah, uh, I think Brian Robinson coming back is not good for Antonio Gibson uh, owners, and I don't mind that take. Brian Robinson is a very talented running back, and I do think he could step into a big RB1 role and really become the carry guy in this backfield. Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick are more receiving backs, uh, and I think the commanders could really um, benefit from a guy like Brian Robinson. Yeah, and going off of what you guys are saying, I have Gibson as one of my sell highs because once Robinson comes back, I have full faith in that Robinson will take over that backfield. And so right now, Gibson, he has maybe a week left right if robinson doesn't mm-hmm. come back so now is kind of the time to get him off your team get at least a little something for him before he becomes you know just a solid running back too like on his own team nonetheless should not be a starter on yours oh yeah another player i have selling high on is tj hawkinson you know tj hawkinson had a massive week this week but that that is with amon Ra out deandre swift out and shark out when those three players play he doesn't get nearly that amount of targets Before this week, he had four targets week one, three targets week two, and three targets again week three. And all of a sudden, he had eight targets. You know that's not going to be sustainable. When Amon Ra and Swift and the rest of the boys are back, he's going to go back to that normal six, seven-point range, and he's not going to be dropping 40 points. I think you'd sell high on him right now. Yeah, and especially against the Seahawks defense, which is abysmal. They are one of the worst defenses in the league, and they are having to pass the ball because they are playing catch-up to Seattle. I I really like that take because I do not see TJ being one of those he used to be an elite tight end, or, you know, Quinn thinks he's one of the greatest tight end prospects of all time. Oh, yeah, he's better than Cal Pitts. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But so overall, I'm just, I, I, I like the take because I don't see TJ being that guy. I see him as, you know, maybe a solid middle range tight end, but he's not the elite tight end he once was. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Another tight end I have as a sell high is Zach Ertz. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins returns in a few weeks, so I'm really expecting his targets to go down. And even without DeAndre, his targets have been pretty inconsistent. He's been ranging between 4 and 11. And when in a tight end, I want a consistent guy who's going to get like 8 to 10 points in like 12-man leagues. That's pretty good. Uh, and I just don't see that out of Zach Hurts. Um, so I don't see these point performances continuing. Yeah, and on top of that, I don't like that Kyler Murray is his quarterback because Kyler Murray is not a guy who checks the ball down. Kyler loves the idea of trying to throw that deep ball. Kyler likes to scramble around, tries to hit his receivers. And so Ertz is not really, I I don't really still understand why the Cardinals really traded for him because they've really underutilized him in his time on the team. And so overall, I, I don't like the move by the Cardinals that they brought in Ertz. And so I don't like the move to maybe put him on your own fantasy team. Oh, yeah. I like that take a lot. I mean, especially you saw DeAndre Hopkins last year with the Cardinals. His main thing was his touchdown upside. And that's the kind of the one thing that keeps Zach Ertz afloat, especially in fantasy. So when those touchdowns go away and they start going to Hopkins, Ertz is not going to be looking good. Another player I have is selling high on is Russell Wilson. He played his best game of the season against a very weak Raiders secondary and still only put up 230 passing yards. The only reason he had 27 points is because it's 30 yards rushing and his rushing touchdown. We've seen Wilson over the last four years. He does not really rush the ball that much. 
This 30 yards rushing was more than week one, two, and three combined. You know he's not going to keep that up. When his rushing goes back to normal, he's not dropping 27. And even against his really weak Raiders defense, the best game he's played is only 27 points. He's not going to be able to keep that up, and he's going to go back to that 16, 17 range. Yeah, I don't mind that take. I mean, to be honest, I don't think anyone was sold on Russell Wilson's uh, fantasy upside uh, since the start of the season. So uh, I'm, I'm still not sold, even with a 27-point performance. Um, another player I have as a sell high, kind of obvious, but I think it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Leading up to this year, uh, to this game, sorry, he's not eclipsed eight carries. So I'm not expecting this point total and this volume to carry over for the rest of the season. Uh, and I think his position rank is way too high currently, and I would sell him now. Yeah, I keep saying this every week. This guy has to drop off. It's pretty insane that he's still this productive, but he's hardly getting any carries. He's getting lucked out by like receiving touchdowns and receiving catches that end up going for 25 yards. He's going to fall off. You can see Pacheco and his upside. I know Clyde Edwards' layer is going to fall back down to that maybe flex range. Right now, he's sitting at that high-end RB2, which is really way too high. Yeah, and I, I like the, the idea of selling high on Clyde. But then I go ahead and I'm looking at their death chart there. Jarek McKinnon has been very poor lately. He had two carries for negative one yards last week. Pacheco, he's young, but I'm you know he's a seventh-round pick. He might be solid, might not be. I'm just, I'm not really sold on him there. And so I feel like, you know, Clyde's not going to be putting up insane numbers every week, but he's a solid guy that I would be having as a s solid starter in my lineup every week. I still think he's a starter as well. It's just, I'm a little iffy on how productive he's going to yeah, stay. If he, if he had a, even just a solid running back behind him on that depth chart, I'm all for it. Sell him. <laughs> yeah. But right now there is no one competing for that job. And also the one thing I will say, which actually is a factor is that these Chiefs put up points. He's going to have opportunities in the red zone when other running backs don't because some teams just can't get to the red zone. Yeah, and you know they're going to be playing from ahead in a lot of games. That they're going to be running the ball a lot, and it doesn't seem like they're handing it off to anyone else on that team. All right, cool. So do you guys want to move over to some starts and sits? Yes. Cole, you want to start? All right, one guy I have as a big, fat sit is Deontay Johnson. I know you like having Deontay Johnson on your team, those of you out there. But he has not been good lately. He got shut down by the Jets this week to 4.6 points. That's abysmal from a guy who should be saucing up that defense. No pun intended since he was locked up by sauce. But then this week he's going to Buffalo and playing that Buffalo Bills team, which, you know, I wasn't a big believer in them. Like I was like, oh, their secondary is destroyed. They're not going to be that great. But then they went out and they held Lamar Jackson in that Ravens offense in the second half. And I, I was watching that game. I was saying, you know, that this is a solid defense with or without some of their stars in that secondary. So I'm sitting Deontay Johnson this week. Yeah, I had him down as well. Buffalo has one of the best defenses in the league. And Deontay Johnson's QB situation continues to get worse. Pickett threw three picks last game. I mean, and they clearly don't even believe in oh, yeah. Trubisky. I, I didn't even touch on the quarterback situation. You're totally <laughs> I think it's right. A good yeah, thing, but. It, I mean, and now the Steelers just announced that Pick, Pickett's going to be their QB moving forward. And plus, Deontay Johnson drops a lot of passes. Uh, he's gone 7 for 12, 2 for 4, 6 for 10, 8 for 11. I can't trust this guy. He's an absolute sit for me. I, I have no problem sitting him this week against a really hard matchup, but I would not trade Deontay Johnson. I'm super interested in what Kenny Pickett's going to bring to this team, and I know he has more passing upside than someone when Mitchell Trubisky's in. So I just want to see how Kenny Pickett plays. I don't really think it's an issue that I threw three picks last game. It was his first game in. He's a rookie. He was nervous. 
I know he's going to get better as the season goes on, and I know the rushing upside and passing upside for this Steelers team is going to go to another level with Kenny Pickett in. Yeah, and that's why I didn't bring up Deontay as part of the buy low, sell high segment because I really he's he's someone I'm fine keeping on my team. It's just this week in particular. It's a tough matchup and a quarterback who's making his first start. So, yeah, I agree with you that he's someone you should keep on your team. Just maybe for this week, look around for some other wide receiver options. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't mind keeping him on my team. He definitely has a lot of potential. Um, another sit I have is Rashad Penny. Uh, New Orleans held Dalvin Cook to just 10 points this past week. And I know uh, Rashad Penny is coming off a very strong 30-point week. But New Orleans has a strong running defense. They rank 8th against running backs. And week one, Penny only dropped 8 points against a very similar defense in the Broncos. So I don't like him as a start this week. Yeah, I like that take a lot. Another person I have as a sit is Rashad Bateman. He's had over 60 yards receiving one game this year. This is someone who was drafted really highly in fantasy and people thought we're gonna have was going to have a massive breakout year. It just really hasn't happened. The targets haven't been there. The touchdown hasn't been there. The one good week he had was on like a 56-yard touchdown bomb yeah. from Lamar. He's just not consistent enough to be a starter and he's honestly disappointing. And he just doesn't have a fantasy impact and I'm not willing to start him right now. Yeah, the only guy on that team who I would start in one of their receiving targets would be Mark Andrews. Other mm -hmm. than that, like Duvernay and Bateman are good guys to maybe store on your bench. Maybe they'll start coming alive because they are very highly touted prospects. But so far, they've given me no reason to put them in a starting lineup. Yeah, Bateman's, he's averaging like five targets a game, which is just not something you can use as a starter in fantasy, unless it's like a deep bomb threat. No, even that. That's, yeah. that's not fantasy level. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Someone I actually have as a start is Tyler Conklin. First off, let me just say, the tight end position is extremely dry this year. There's hardly any tight ends yeah. who are locks. So having someone like Tyler Conklin, who's had seven targets week one, nine week two, eight week three, and five week four, is very good for that position, let me say. And offense is also very pass-heavy. We've seen it with Flacco, and we've seen it with Zach Wilson. It's not going to change, and they keep targeting the tight end. He has touchdown upside. Hardly anyone has tight ends they're happy with. If you have Tyler Conklin, I have no problem starting him. Yeah, I don't mind that take. Uh, a start I have, this is kind of obvious, not that you wouldn't start him anyway, but I have Stephon Diggs against the Steelers. I mean, it's an obvious start, but I think he's going to absolutely explode <laughs> I know, I this, week. this week. Yeah, I might bench him for like that. Uh, <laughs> well, like I said, <laughs> he's an James. obvious start anyway against anyone, but especially against the Steelers, I think he's going to explode. He could definitely drop up to 30. I mean, uh, the Steelers week one gave up 30 points to Jamar Chase and almost 30 points to Amari Cooper recently. So I'm expecting Stephon Diggs to have that level of a game. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. Obviously, I think you, <laughs> anyone out there, please start <laughs> Stefan Diggs if you have him on your team. I'm just going to put that out Unless there Unless you're now. in a two-man league. <laughs> not even still, in a two-man league. I'm yeah, start still starting. Right, right, Position ahead, rank cool. number one. Yeah, but I'd actually like to go back to what Blake was saying just a second ago, touch up on Tyler Conklin. I was really impressed with Zach Wilson's maturity on the field because last year we saw him trying to heave a lot of deep balls that were getting picked off a lot last year. But, this, you know, coming out there, I saw him, he hit his... his uh, <laughs> His short passes, he hit the tight end a lot in that game. And even before that, Flacco was hitting him. So I think Sala likes to incorporate his tight ends into his offense. Now, going further with that Jets receiving uh, idea, I have Corey Davis as a start. Now, some of you might be saying, "What? who even has Corey Davis on their <laughs> roster? I do, guys. <laughs> Why did I pick him up? Because Michael Thomas was injured, and I don't trust Alan Lazard to take that starting role. So I picked up Corey Davis, and dude has been balling so far. Put up 18 points this week, 17 points the week before, 13 week one. Mm -hmm. He is a really good receiver. He led them in routes run this week. 
targets, receptions, and touchdowns. At this point, he's the far and beyond wide receiver one on that Jets team. Like Garrett Wilson's great, but Corey Davis is outpacing him in every metric. So if you are not starting the guy who is the wide receiver one on his own team, then I don't know what you're doing. Go pick that guy up off of waivers. He's not rostered in 94% of leagues. Get him on your team right now. Yeah, I like everyone in the Jets passing game. Let me just say that. Another person I have starting is DK Metcalf. It's two weeks in a row with 10 or more targets. I mean, just a couple weeks ago, we talked about DK, someone kind of like Mike Williams, might have a boom game, might have a bust game, might have two targets, might have 15. He's solidified himself as someone who's going to be consistent. He's had 10 or more targets twice in a row. And let me say, Geno Smith is playing way better. As long as Geno Smith keeps playing like this and DK is for sure in that wide receiver one role with that large target share, I think DK is someone you can start going forward. Yeah, I don't mind that take. Uh, another start I have is Kareem Hunt versus the Chargers. Uh, he's had double-digit carries so far every week, and I'm expecting him to boom against this Chargers defense. The Chargers defense is weak. They are injured. And last, and last year, both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, I think, got upwards of like 25 points. Uh, so I'm expecting another big game from Kareem Hunt. Um, and they gave up uh, a ton of points to Damian Pierce this past week. They have the fifth worst rushing defense in the league. So... Yeah, like I said, Kareem Hunt's going to boom. Yeah, and one final start that I have, who some people might not really want to be starting right now after he had a poor week this week, but it's James Robinson. He only had three points this week. I started him. It was hard to watch. But then you see what Austin Eckler did this week to the Texans. He finally had his big breakout game, three touchdowns. Guess who James Robinson's playing next week? The Texans. So I really, not even just because I like James Robinson, which I do because I think he's going to be a good player this season, but because he's going against that very poor Texans defense, I think he's just going to run all over them. I agree. I think that James Robinson dud game is uh, doesn't really matter, and I think he's going to keep pushing forward as that real RB1 because we've seen ETN, and it's, it's, it's not going to be him. Another sit I actually have is Michael Carter Jr. I think it's finally oh, happening. Yeah. He was outsnapped by Brees Hall. He had, Brees Hall had 17 carries. Michael Carter only had nine, and those nine carries he ran for 15 yards. That is horrible numbers. Even though he's still going to have a role, Brees is going to be that guy. And Brees is also bigger in the passing game. You know which one you want your team. And I just don't know if Michael Carter is ever going to be a starter again. Yeah. And on, on top of that, like I, I could see justifiably putting him at a flex spot earlier in the season. But now that Brees is the guy there, it, it's over for Michael. It, he's, he, he, he was a really highly touted prospect, was a second round pick last year. But it's time for him to take sit on the back burner. It's Brees Hall time now in New York. All right, cool. So now we're going to move on to the next segment, which is injury impact. We describe this as people who are either coming back from an injury or just got injured and how it impacts the rest of their team or the starter or the backup for a fantasy. And we're going to start with Cole. So a guy I I have coming back from injury this week, you know, a little known guy, but it's Wandale Robinson. Now, why do I like Wandale Robinson? He's on the Giants, right? They have a pretty crap quarterback situation going on there. Well, that wide receiver core is wide open. First off, Kadarius Toney is not the guy everyone thought he was. He's really not too good at football. We're starting to realize that. <laughs> Kenny Galladay, pretty big. Seems like he doesn't care. Kenny yeah, Galladay, Kenny is Galladay so bad. does not want to be there. so bad. In addition to those two underperforming, Sterling Shepard just tore an ACL. Mm-hmm. Wandale Robinson has been injured since week one, but he only played a very brief time in week one before he got a knee injury, and he had already gotten a catch within his first couple snaps. So I think don't start him this week because, you know, he's unproven. He's a rookie. 
but I'd pick him up on your team. And so I think Wandale Robinson is going to have a big impact on that team going forward. Yeah, I really like that take. Great. That's, those are some great points. I think that wide receiver core is definitely very open for some improvement. And Danny Dimes has looked quite a bit better this year. Yeah, the, and the Giants just look better than. Oh, they're three and one. Thought. I yeah. am impressed with this team. Very much. Plus so. Saquon is opening it up because you they, the defense moves up to protect that run game. Throw it over the top of them right away. And mm-hmm. Danny's finally hitting his mark on those. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of I'm starting to regret that that uh, first episode pick of the Giants under. Under five wins. <laughs> oh gosh, I forgot. I know that's not gonna work. <laughs> no, that's it's not, not looking yeah, like it's not gonna work. That one. All, All right, right. I, I have uh, another uh, player. I have coming back. Not really an injury, but suspension. I have D Hop. This one's kind of obvious, but I'm expecting D Hop to to return to that 2020 season form. He was the best wide receiver that year, and I think Kyler Murray and D Hop's connection is gonna come back and really open up that Cardinals team. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think this has a serious fantasy implication on Marquise Brown. I think he's still going to be rosterable, maybe even questionably startable, but he's not going to be that high-end wide receiver two or even some people's wide receiver one, which he's been playing like. He's just playing exceptional. But you know it's going to fall off as DeAndre Hopkins is going to demand a high target share. And also, people that have been picking up like Greg Dorch and Rondale Moore are going to be droppable at that point. When D-Hop gets back in and they have Marquise Brown along with Zach Ertz, those guys are just not going to catch the ball, and I better see him on waivers. Yeah, and, you know, I've mentioned it a few times, but that idea that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams make each other better, I don't see that happening in Arizona because DeAndre Hopkins is a guy who demands so many targets that he he's not the kind of guy who makes other players on the field better or gets them open. He's the kind of guy who just takes all those targets for himself because he's really good at football, right? So you just got to realize that, once D hops back, Marquise is going to, similar to the Jets backfield situation, he's going to have to kind of take a step back, realize he's, I mean, I still think Marquise might be a good flex option. But outside of that, I really can't see justifying him. Yeah, I see Marquise is probably catching some deep balls, maybe some 70-yard touchdowns, but yeah. he's not going to get nearly the amount of targets and he's not going to be nearly as effective. Another person I have who just came back from an injury is J.K. Dobbins. We, we said what Harbaugh was going to say. He, he's going to come in slowly. His carries are going to gradually increase, and we're seeing that. It doesn't worry me that he's getting 13 carries. I know that's not a lot, but exactly what Harbaugh said, he's going to get eased into this role. And he also had two touchdowns. He has massive touchdown upside, and he got four catches for 22 yards. You know his role is going to keep increasing, especially because he's playing well. And this offense, this Ravens offense, is really prolific. They're going to score a lot of points, and Dobbins is that guy. Yeah, I love J.K. Dobbins. I've been watching him since his days at Ohio State. And he was one of the guys I wanted to draft this year. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. But I think he's very explosive out of the backfield. Also has great receiving upside. Uh, I think this is a great flex or RB2 option, and he's only going to get better from here. Yeah, I like that take. J.K. Dobbins, I think, is going to be a solid running back one even in fantasy because mm-hmm. he he has that kind of upside to him. Another guy, though, who is coming back from injury very soon, who I'm not super high on, is Dak Prescott. I, mm-hmm. I, I've been looking at this Cowboys situation at first when Jerry Jones said, oh, we might entertain a quarterback competition. I kind of laughed, right? Because Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott, right? It's pretty obvious. And while I don't think they're going to keep Cooper Rush in at QB, I'm just saying it might be something to be wary about. Like they might say, oh, we'll keep Dak on IR a few more weeks, right? Because now that they have this ability that they can keep rolling with Cooper Rush, there's no really rush, no <laughs> pun intended, to get Dak Prescott back in. And if Dak starts doing poorly, I think the Cowboys might really be like, hey, like <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it and put Cooper Rush back in there. Yeah, I actually completely agree. And we've seen CD. He's playing better with Rush than he did with Prescott. 
And just adding on to that, Cowboys, I'm going to talk about Michael Gallup, who just came back yes, from an injury. That's mm. a good Let me one. say it. He looked really good last week, and he caught a touchdown. If he stays healthy, he will settle in that wide receiver two role in the Cowboys, which is actually, I think, really needed because CD is questionable in that wide receiver one role. He doesn't demand enough targets, and having Michael Gallup will just take those cornerback ones away from CD and have, leave him open. He's also, Michael Gallup is a very good deep threat which can leave openings for CD in the inside. He's also a great touchdown catcher with great hands. If, like I said, if he stays healthy, he could be really effective. Yeah, now that Amari Cooper is gone, Michael Gallup is definitely the, the core uh, wide receiver too on that team. And last year, he was playing really good. He was he was starting in a lot of, on a lot of fantasy teams. Um, another obvious injury I have is Tua. I mean, what a terrible mm. situation just in general. Yeah, it was hard to watch. Yeah. Um, but how is this going to affect Waddle and Tyreek Hill? Personally, I think Tyreek, like, his production is still going to stay the same fantasy-wise. It seems like he had a pretty good connection with Bridgewater. It seems like he could connect with any re- quarterback. He's a very good player. But I am expecting Waddle's fantasy value to go down. I think Tua is going to be back in, like, two weeks or so, which is crazy. But we know for this coming week, uh, it's going to be Bridgewater. And past game, Waddle did not play that great when Bridgewater was in. Uh, so yeah, overall, I he just, he only had like one reception, right? And one target. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. that is not good. Yeah. I'm just not sure if Teddy Bridgewater can sustain two superstar wide receivers. We know Waddle has the talent and I'm just, I'm fading him a little bit until two is back and completely healthy, but I still think Waddle is someone that I have no problem starting. Yeah. Yeah. And another guy, uh, who's coming, going to be coming back from injury, not too soon, but in the future is Jameson Williams of the Detroit Lions. Has not played a snap yet, but was the number 10 overall pick this year. That is really high for a receiver who they already knew was not going to be able to play the first bit of the season. So that means the Lions see something really special in this guy. And everyone in your leagues, you have an IR spot, right? Mm -hmm. So I'd go out there and pick up Jameson. He's not rostered in too many leagues. He's only rostering 21.4. This is the kind of guy you should go out and get. Put him on that IR spot. It doesn't take up a spot on your actual roster, so I'd go out and pick him up. Yeah, Jamison Williams, the potential was clearly there. I mean, he could definitely be a guy like Chris Olave, who's taking over a wide receiver one role um, and can explode. Uh, that, that deep ball threat is there. And Jared Goff is playing very good. The Lions are putting... I saw a stat the other day. The Lions have put up the most points by any team in the NFL so far. And Jamison Williams is coming from a scoring team uh, in Alabama. So I really do think uh, Jamison Williams has high potential, and it won't hurt to stash him on your IR. Awesome. So now we're going to move on to the this or that segment. So pretty much I'm going to give a name, and then I'm going to give a bunch of other names that are relatively close to that position. And you're going to tell me which one you would rather. So we're going to start with Jalen Waddle, who we just talked about. Jalen Waddle or Marquise Brown? Waddle. Waddle. Jalen Waddle or Cortland Sutton? Waddle. Like Waddle. I'm not, not high on Russell right now. Jalen Waddle or T. Higgins? Ooh. I think I think it's still Waddle. Waddle has so much like <sighs> honest. Like, I don't know. Like T. Higgins had a good week last week, but I mean Waddle is I don't know. Waddle's good. I think but I'm going Waddle. You got Bridgewater for a couple weeks. Yeah, too. I think I think Waddle's great. But T. Higgins has been balling out, and I think Joe Burrow's finally back on track with that team. Blake, who would you take in this situation? Uh, I take Higgins. Yeah, I think I think Higgins. I think they're both super talented guys, but just as of right now, I'm really high on Higgins. I think I think definitely Higgins for the next couple of weeks, but I think Waddle is the 
better wide receiver overall. Respectable. All right. Jalen Waddle or Mike Evans? Evans. Uh, You're telling me I can have either one on my fantasy teams? I want Mike Evans. I want Mike Evans. I mean, I've never liked Mike Evans, but I think How does that work? I, I, I think it's Mike, it's, Mike like it's Mike Evans. It's so Mike good. Evans. It's Mike Evans. All right, Jalen Waddle or Christian Kirk? I know it sounds bad, but no, no, Christian Kirk is I, really good. I, 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 You know, I'm a Jags fan, and I really actually like it. I've been solidly impressed with Kirk, Christian Kirk. I didn't like the deal this offseason. I was like, oh, God, this is just Jaguars being Jaguars. He's really been a great guy. With that being said, it's Jalen Waddle. Yeah, it's Waddle. His ceiling is so much higher. Mm, okay. Jalen Waddle or CeeDee Lamb? Waddle. Mm. I might take Lamb right now. I'm, I'm no way. I, uh, I can't wrap my head around Lamb. I mean, rookie season, he was good, but I still, I'm still i still not seeing him he's, he's being a wide done. receiver one. He's getting like, it done. Waddle, you know, I, I think I will I will take Waddle on this one. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. because, I think he's a more talented player. When two is back, he's he's hitting him on those. So, yeah, I, I'll take Waddle. CeeDee's not a grinder. All right, cool. So now we're going to move on to some <laughs> running backs. Leonard Fournette. Or Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, Chubb. Lef- Chubb is the best running back in the in the NFL. Yeah, we're talking right about now. fantasy. Like, wait, are you talking pure runner, Quinn, or are you talking best running back in general? He's the best. I think pure he's runner. the best. I think he's the best running back in no, general. Okay. I, agree. Right. I can get on board. Well, with maybe best pure maybe runner. Saquon, maybe Saquon, maybe Saquon has been really good. But that pure runner, I'm fine with that take because he he is a really good he's the best pure runner. Receiving wise, no, he's taken over Derrick Henry. I think in terms of pure runner ability, yeah. Derek's just not. I mean, he, he had a good week old. this week, finally, but he's just he's getting up there in age, and it's it's hard to see. But I'd definitely say Chubb Chubb's overtaken. All right, cool. Leonard Fournette or Joe Mixon? And this is fantasy, remember? I'd take no, no Joe for sure. I think I'd take Joe. I take Leonard Fournette for sure. But why would sorry. you take Fournette in that situation? There's, there's so many. There's so many players on that offense. Mixon has not had a great season. I mean, he had a good week this last week, but you got to remember, week two and three did not play well. Fournette is such a good receiving upside, and that offense scores a lot of more points than the Bengals. I know, but you could say the same thing you just said about Joe and apply it to Austin Eckler. Eckler hasn't had a good season, but finally he just came alive. These yeah, he scored like three touchdowns. Yeah, but, but, so, but, so but Mixon hasn't really, even even with all those carries, he didn't play that well. No, I think Lenny played great. I, I'm just, he, Lenny did not play great this week. I mean, he only had like oh, nine they, points. No, they hit 18 points. This week? Yeah, this week he had 18 points on three carries. This week, Lenny had 18, 18 points. points off three carries. That's I know, what I'm but saying. That just means he's touchdown dependent. No, yeah. that doesn't mean he's touchdown dependent. It means that, that even. That, that actually, thank you, Blake, for saying that. Because I didn't. I, I was watching the game last I was, night. I, I didn't even first... notice Leonard Fournette. No, but that's what I'm saying. Because they were down so many points. I mean, even when, even when they're negative game script, he still catches the ball. I know. I'd but way f- rather have Lenny. But fantasy wise, look. I mean, Joe Mixon has gotten 27 carries, 19 carries, 12 carries, 24 carries. I what like consistency. He's only going more. up from here. There's, Thank you, Quinn. I yeah. like I like to see a guy who's getting volume. Yeah. If I'm looking at fantasy, I need volume from my RB1s. And he is getting volume. I mean, bro, they, you saw the Chiefs game. The Chiefs played so well. Of course, they're not going to be running the ball when they're down 25 at half. Well, that's part of consistency is being up in the game. All right. All right, cool. How about this one? Leonard Fournette or Aaron Jones? Lenny. Lenny, yeah. Aaron Jones is, I mean, AJ Dillon's taking over that backfield. I agree. Uh, actually, I don't oh, agree with that. I don't, I don't, I don't agree don't, with okay. that. Well, okay. I, I don't agree know with about the idea of taking him over yeah. Aaron Jones, but I do not think that AJ Dillon is going he's to He's fighting for the backfield. He's, they're splitting it. It's a committee. It's, it's all that it is. No, it's that a committee. is a committee. Yes. But I would not say that he's overtaken him. Yeah, it's Lenny, though. All right. Lenny or Najee? Najee. Najee. Yeah. Najee's, especially now that Pickett's back, I think they're going to have to really start relying on their run game more. 
And, you know, that Steelers offensive line hasn't been impeccable. But Najee's another guy, like I said, I like volume in my running backs. Najee gets volume. Yeah, Najee's going to have to, like, they're going to be really relying on Najee to, like, give Kenny Pickett a break. Yeah, I think this one's super close, but I'm kind of leaning Najee, too. I see, yeah, exactly what you guys are saying. When when Pickett comes in, when their offense starts getting the ball down the field, not just three and outs every time, Yeah, Najee, Najee's going to be the guy. All right, Lenny or Eckler? Eckler. Yeah, it's Eckler. Yeah. I don't, Blake, who do you think? Who would you take? Eckler. But I mean, okay, okay. besides this one week, sure. I mean, you got you to gotta think. If, oh, yeah, we, if yeah. we wrote this last week, it'd be a, a way bigger question. It, Eckler I had one would, good yeah. week. Yeah. You know a what I'm saying? He had three touchdowns. A week ago, I'd still take Eckler, but it would have I, I would have thought through it a yeah. little more. But yeah, I agree. Lenny or Dalvin Cook? I'm taking Lenny. I'm going to tell you that. That is so tough. Because I Did think... Did you see how, much, how many snaps Madison got this last week? It was like 65-45. Yeah, see, that's what scares me. is because, And that I, does not happen with Lenny. You know Lenny's getting every see, snap. I, that's what scares me is because I took Cook with my first-round pick, and you know, thank God I had Saquon in, as my second-round pick. And by the way, in every league, I took him as my second-round pick. Best decision I've made in my life because I've been really high on Saquon. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. Yeah, I'm getting concerned. Madison is a good running back, and I feel like on kind of a lot of other teams, he's an RB1, and he's just he's sitting back there waiting for his chance to overtake Cook. I know this is such a tough question because, like, so which Dal- one? we've we've heard every week Dalvin is supposed to blow up. Dalvin okay. is supposed here's, to blow here's up. Here's my week. answer, Blake. In a dynasty league, I take Lenny. For this season alone, I still have to take Cook just because he's there's Dalvin. no chance. I'm I think I'm Cook still right taking Dalvin. I'm yeah. taking Lenny <laughs> for this season. I'd take Dalvin. There's no one fighting for Lenny in that backfield. All right, cool. Next one: Leonard Fournette or healthy DeAndre Swift. D Swift. He's Swift. He's who a gets first touchdowns? Round who gets touchdowns on that team? D Swift. He Jamal t- Williams. D Swift gets a lot of touchdowns. He breaks off huge runs. I I don't want a guy who's touchdown dependent. I've said that since the beginning. I like volume. I need a consistent running back. Guys who are touchdown dependent are not solid fancy guys. That's what we call a flex play if they're touchdown dependent. And I do not want a flex play. Lenny, while he's definitely you know still an RB one or two because he does get volume. DeAndre gets a lot of volume and a lot of yards, and I need that consistency, and the touchdowns come with it. Yeah, I'm I'm taking DeAndre. I'll take DeAndre too, but I think that the, the implication of Jamal Williams in the red zone almost every time is a factor, and it can make DeAndre Swift having a mediocre game have a bad game. Fair no, enough. I, I feel that. I like that take, though. All right, cool. So that's all I had for this or that. You guys want to now talk about some game picks? Yeah, let's do it. Should we just start from start from the top and make... Work our way down the next week. Yeah. All right. Who you guys got? Indianapolis or Denver? Denver. Denver. It's the Broncos. Yeah. I, I'm not high on Indy. Indy's not. Especially it. after this loss this week to a not super strong Titans team. Yep. Yeah. I'm not high on Indy. All right. Giants or Packers? Uh, Packers. I think this one's pretty obvious. I took Giants. Hot Whoa, take. Giants. Yeah, I'm going Giants. Why? I, I'm riding the high of this team. You know, I think New York, they've put together a solid little team there. And, you know, I... They're going into Green Bay. If they win this game, I will be really impressed. And I think that then I will start to be able to say, like, this is maybe like an actually like contending team. And this they, Packers team does not look that good. You remember, they just went to overtime with the Patriots. So you're really not yeah, a good when team. When the Patriots had Bailey Zapp playing. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> you, the Packers are not the team that everyone thought the Packers were going to be. And I have no problem saying the Giants are going to win that game. I yeah. mean, that's fair enough. But this this I don't is a close one, but I do like the Giants in it. Yeah. All right. Lions or, Lions or Patriots? Um, I got Lions. I got Pats and that Lions defense is just so bad. I can't I can't justify taking the Lions in know, any but, game. But like I said, the Lions put up so many points. Like 
And I yet think they're it's the Pats. They're especially, one and three. Yeah, especially because Amon Ron and DeAndre are probably going to sit another week so they can use the yeah. bye. It seems it, like the worst one and three team ever, though. Like, they have so much. Like, that no, offense is. It really is the worst good. one and three team ever. It's like my fantasy team, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> that's all the. <laughs> damn. Yeah, Ouch. Uh, but that's, that's really all Detroit is, is just whole lot of offense, but their defense is terrible. I mean, I thought, uh, what's his name, would go in there and change that around, but Hutchinson's just not. He played good in the beginning. Yeah, um, he had a good game with three sacks, but where has he been since then? Yeah. Like, I, he is nowhere. I think the Lions clean some things up this week, and I think they'll get the job done. All yeah. right, Chargers, Browns, which one? Uh, I got the Browns. Chargers are, they're not good right now. I have the Browns too. I'm a Browns fan, but the Browns have lost two games that they should have won. I think Stefanski is going to get on these players' asses, and I think the Browns are going to come back and take a big yeah, win. And mind you, the game is in Cleveland, which is a quite hostile environment. Yes. Yeah, I like the Browns in this yes. game. I actually Go the, dog pound. I actually have the Browns, too. I think the Browns oh. come back and they win it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Look at us agreeing, guys. Wow. All right, Jags, Texans. Which one? Jags. I got Jags. I got Jags, of course. Texans are the worst team in the league. Haven't won a game yet. So, All right, Bucks, Falcons. Bucks. Yeah, Bucks. It's, it's this Bucks. one's pretty obvious. We can, we can keep going there. Yeah, Bills, Steelers. You guys want to talk about that one? Nah, Bills. Yeah. Bills. Yeah, Steelers, obviously. All right, all right. Dolphins, Jets. Which one? <laughs> Who did you just say? Dolphins, Jets. Oh, I, I, oh shit. I have Jets. I have Jets. I they have Jets, too. They don't have Tua in. That's, you know, I, all right. I, I like Zach, Mil- Zach Wilson. Let me say this. I won't be surprised if the Jets win because I'm impressed with that team. But I still have to go Miami because they are a really good all-around team. They've got a good defense. They've got a phenomenal receiving core. And there's only one Sauce Gardner in New York. And there's two elite receivers on that Dolphins receiving core. I wanted to go Dolphins so bad, but Jets. my heart was telling me Jets. I, I don't know why. I, like, I just have a feeling the Jets are going to win. All right, cool. Vikings or Bears? Vikings. Ooh, okay. Vikings. Very, very scorching hot take here. <laughs> the Bears. But I like Chicago in this game. No. I feel like Justin Fields has seen the memes. All right. I need everyone on the podcast listening to me. These players <laughs> see your memes. Justin has seen the memes. But and he it's still just throw the in ball. time, baby. All right. Just in time. He's the over under for his passing yards, 150. I say he <laughs> gets show, 250. Kyle. So for that reason, I'm going Chicago. I know it's hard to it's hard to believe it, but I think Chicago and I think Justin are going to finally arrive this weekend, and they are going to put the beat down on Minnesota. I mean, you know what the Bears are going to do? Run the ball 10,000 times. We'll see if it works or not. Khalil Herbert is him. I'd also it just is like just another side there. note. Did you guys see that Darnell Mooney actually caught a ball? Wow. He was targeted, and, and he caught it. That's crazy. Uh, I, I haven't seen that in a solid while. And, and, I know. and Justin Fields threw it 50 yards to him. No. No, that, that can't be real, right? I love my boy Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields. I'm always going to defend them. I'm not. These past, that. these past three weeks have not been ideal, but he's he's going to trend up. What, what week he's was gonna trend up. What week in his whole career was ideal? Uh, no, I said they haven't been ideal. It's just in time. I All said right. they have not been right. ideal. Titans or Commanders? Titans. Titans. Okay, good. Titans for sure. Saints or Seahawks? Saints. I have the Saints. I have the Saints. Yep. I, I, James I was, is gonna be back. They played Chris good. Olave. I, I know. That, <laughs> I know they lost, but they still put together really good. Kamara will probably play too. All right, cool. So 49ers or Panthers? That's yeah. Niners. 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 Okay, cool. Panthers are terrible. Yeah, they're, they're Eagles or Cardinals. Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Eagles. Okay, cool. Rams. Cowboys. I think this one ha- can have more questions than people Ooh, would think. Rams. 
I want to say Cowboys because I'm I'm loving the Cooper Rush. Who doesn't love Cooper Rush? I know. The Cooper Rush is just everyone's favorite. But in the end, it's going to be the Rams. Let's just call it spade to spade here. Yeah, I also have Rams. I agree with you, Cole. I kind of want Cowboys secretly, but I think oh, Rams are going to win. Here's a good one. Cincinnati or Baltimore? I have the Bengals. I have Baltimore. Joey B has been different recently. And Lamar he deleted hasn't been? all social media. Like those icy white uniforms are crazy. <laughs> like, he deleted all social media. <laughs> yeah. He deleted Bro. all social media. Remember when he was terrible the first couple of weeks? Yeah. He deleted it. He deleted stuff. all social media. He's been different recently. I like and Jamar's about to break out. So. No, but I, I love I love the Bengals out. take, but I gotta go Baltimore. It's in Baltimore. Sunday night football. That is going to be an absolute madhouse. That yeah. environment is crazy, and you just don't find that in Cincinnati. Because what happens in Ohio? Let's be real. Nothing. I think <laughs> whoa, NFL whoa, Hall whoa. of Fame. I th- I th- <laughs> Ohio I th- State. <laughs> okay, never mind. Never mind. All right, cool. So uh, <laughs> I, I also I also have Baltimore, and I think that could be the game of the week. That's gonna be a really fun game yeah. to watch. All right, Chiefs or Raiders. Chiefs. The Chiefs are so good. Oh the my chi- goodness! The yeah. Chiefs, like, Chiefs the Chiefs are insane. They're never so, been bad. The Chiefs are better than the Bills. It's for I think for sure. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think that's. Uh, I think that's a good matchup. I. I don't think the Eagles are the best team in the league. Who wins the coin toss in that game? Oh, that actually is a factor. They. Have, I feel like they score on every <laughs> possession. But I think Patrick Mahomes is just. Patrick Mahomes is miles different. He's better than every other QB, and it's not even close. In my opinion, he, it's not Pat, even close. Mahomes, Mahomes has proven why he got that contract. Yeah, it's not even yeah. close. Josh Allen, Herbert, they're not even close. I'm, I'm serious. He, Mahomes is so different. It, it, like, I have always hoped to see a player of that caliber in a Browns uniform. I don't know if I'll get it. Maybe Deshaun Watson. Maybe he's the closest we've come in like 25 years. But I mean, I mean, to be a Chiefs fan, it's like a dream to have a. QB like that. I mean, he makes it look like it's Friday so night easy, yeah. so easy. He jukes people out and throwing chess passes. I, I just, he's 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 indestructible. He, he seems to just yeah. pl- he plays the game just a completely different way. Yeah, and you know Lamar does his like running around thing, but then Patrick does that. But then Patrick has the arm of a Rod, right? In terms of just being able to nuke it down the field on a dime. He he combines the best parts of so many different quarterbacks. I, I, he's I. In my humble opinion, I, I don't think there's even really should be a debate over who's the best quarterback. Mahomes is like when you when you go and make a Madden guy and you just put all the stats at 99 yeah. <laughs> and he's like some crazy super freak and it just just literally Mahomes. Yeah, like his that only guy, weakness is his brother. Let's be real. Yeah, for real. Pretty much. And his wife, maybe. Yeah, but she's <laughs> she's definitely true. one of the issues. She's definitely a weakness. Definitely the issue she's, there. She's, She's mean. All right, cool. <laughs> so uh, that's all we have right now. I think I think that's going to be it. Thank you guys so much for watching. Enjoy your week. Hope, good luck in fantasy, and uh, hopefully you take a dub. Peace. See ya.